What's up, Rudy fam? Hey. It's your girl Doe on the track. Hey. Okay, but appreciate your girl Mo on my back. Oh, hey. wait, what? I'm not, I don't want that. <laughs> I was like, what's about to happen? Oh, you weren't ready for it. Ooh, I, I was about I to drop wasn't. those bars on y'all. I don't know. I was just feeling it. You know, like the spirit just. The freestyle spirit the freestyle just came spirit over me. Came yes, over that's wow. also a spirit in case you didn't know. You didn't look that up? No, I didn't know. Freestyling. Thank you. Okay. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners really wanted to hear about the spirit of freestyling. <laughs> Ten people log off immediately. Uh, Ten people like, I thought this podcast was about, about Jesus. Jesus. They don't know the Bible. Know. What? They don't know the word. We out of here. We do. Mm. Anyway, so you went to the march yesterday. I, I wasn't did. feeling well, so I didn't get to go, but... How yes. was it? Uh, it was actually really great, man. Really? There were just the the energy was really dope. Um, mm. There were a lot of people. Just seeing so many people out there coming together for the cause, like mm. and and not just black people. Like that's mm-hmm. the thing that really makes my heart smile. Um, and it was cool. We heard from a, a few uh, white evangelical pastors, and what? that was kind of dope. Yeah, they had a few white pastors get up there. Yeah, I wasn't expecting. That. I wasn't expecting it either. But he was that's like, a blessing. and the white evangelical pastors are standing with you all black. Black lives matter, and I said yes. Okay, I love so it that. was dope. They had come up from the south, um, and from the uh, south. From the you're south, you're breaking a lot of stereotypes hey, look, right now. I'm telling me. you, I'm telling you, that's, I was that's shocked, beautiful. and the crowd, I believe, was too. As we yeah. clapped, we were like, okay, we appreciate this. <laughs> yes. So it was really cool. That's they had beautiful. a lineup of great speakers, wow. young and old, male and female. Um, it was very cool. So I enjoyed myself and uh, Pastor. Uh, Jamal Bryant from New yeah. Birth got up there as well. You know, he shut it down, just preached a whole word. Okay. That he preached a word so good that the live band that was out there started playing the keys. No. Like, like shouting. Yes, I heard a tambourine going. <laughs> it was so great. I say yes. Beautiful. Y'all better do it. So, yeah. Shout out to the March on Washington. Wow. So, uh, welcome to the Rooted Life Podcast, mm-hmm. y'all, where we believe and worship and witness because the more we know God, the better we reflect Him. And here, you know, we keep it real with y'all. We share our personal stories and the practical ways that we are all just trying to strengthen our faith together. So we like to kick it off with our glows and grows. So mm-hmm. Morgan, tell us what's going on with your week. Okay, I'm going to start off with my grow because I like to end on a high note. Okay. So my grow is I was listening to um, a pastor at Vu Church uh, the other night and he was just talking about submission and just about how like we could be obedient on the outside, but we were rebellious in our heart. Mm. And like we could go through the motions, but not have any real heart transformation and really submit our heart to what God is calling us to do. Yeah. So I had to pause braiding my hair for a second, <laughs> rest my arms, wait a minute, lift them up and be like, Father, I this think, is for me. Are, are you talking? This I is, think this is me. This is for me? Oh, okay, great. <laughs> and so I think there are a lot of things where I am obedient in action. I do a lot of the Christian things and I check the the checkbox, but I don't know if I'm allowing those things, to, what he's calling me to do to really permeate my heart and surrender it, AKA mm. work, AKA everything else I don't want to do. So yeah. that's the area I need to grow in a glow is it took six months y'all, but I think, I think I'm getting the hang of time management. Mm. I think I finally got a system. I'm not rushing. I was late this morning, Yeah, I was about to say, um, but that's actually not a typical thing for me to be this. Late. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yeah, you should, because it's true. <clears throat> sure. Should we continue should we on? Pull out your receipts. Let's, let's go about this. No, no, okay. no, no, no. This is your club. Okay, about great. being on time. Okay, we'll get to yours you later. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then just like getting to bed on time, waking up on time, and also I think the big thing is like not treating my day as one massive to do list, mm. but actually learning to experience and slow down because like today is really a gift. No one else has seen this day before, and yeah. I keep trying to have that perspective. That's sweet. I like that. Well, to your point, uh, my growth is actually that I could be a little bit better with the time management. Hmm. Um, And I think more so it's like project management. I have my hands in a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. And I don't 
don't know why I think with my terrible memory that I'm going to remember to do all the things that I need to do. I clearly haven't. (laughs) And so um, I think I just kind of forgot a lot of my systems that were keeping me on track pre-quarantine. And so now that um, I'm realizing that we're going to still be here for a while, I need to bring all the systems back into place so I can keep all the trains rolling. Um, And my glow this week, I just wanted to share. I just felt like, you know, I was really in tune with the Holy Spirit this week. Mm. And as I was walking through Walmart, I was actually talking to my friend Karen, and I was reflecting on how I feel like God has given me a promise, but not the path. And typically, I kind of get the next steps, the path from God, and I don't really know where I'm going. And so this is different uh, for my relationship with him to kind of have something down the line that I don't really know how I'm going to get there. And I was just thinking about it like, okay, God, I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do in that night. I opened up my devotion and he gave me the story of Joseph Mm, and how mm, mm. Joseph had a dream, but he didn't know how he was going to get there. And so the devotion was basically just saying, you may not know or understand what's going to happen in the middle, but know that God is faithful in every part of the story. And I was like, God, you're just so good to me. I don't understand. And I was just crying in my bed like, oh, he's so good, y'all. And I think that's actually going to feed into what we're talking about today, though. Mm. Like, he's good in the middle, no matter what the outcome is. That's he's going to be faithful. Okay, Mo. He's going to yes. be faithful. So before we dive into the episode, you know, we got to recap. Yes. So last episode, we shared some of our favorite tips from the book, Sacred Search by Gary Thomas. And we talked about so many great points, like the law of attraction, mm. your list may not add up, the weight of character. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of shared our reflections on these tips. And we just had a great time recapping this awesome book. So y'all go cop that book. Yeah, go get the book. And if you missed last episode, make sure you go check that out because Mm -hmm. as a natural progression from dating, it feels right to just kind of get into marriage. And uh, let's talk about how many of us struggle with dating or we end up settling for less than ideal relationships because our culture is obsessed with marriage and partnerships. Like, my God. And I say marriage or partnerships because I think the fundamental belief behind this obsession Uh, Whether you are pro or anti the construct, quote unquote, of marriage is that building a life with someone else is necessary in order to having a fulfilled life. I just want to add that I went on Netflix and literally all the shows they recommend. It's like love on the spectrum, love at first sight, married at first sight. Come on. India Matchmaker. Have I watched all of those? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I have as well. Yes, I have. (laughs) But even to your point, like if I go on Netflix, like the top 10 things are all about finding love. Yeah, that's so good. Continue. And I think for that reason, because of how it's being presented to us in media and Mm -hmm. our own desires, a lot of us are set on getting married, sometimes to the point of it becoming an idol in our lives. Mm, So how can we tell if something is an idol versus just something we desire? Well, I think like biblically speaking, an idol is anything that we love more than God, Uh-oh. okay? And oftentimes beyond loving it, something that we idolize, we desire it so much that our interest in it is at the expense of any mm. wisdom, discernment, or even being in alignment with God. We're wow. like, no, I just love this so much. And I read in a Lifeway article that the easiest way to determine if something is an idol in your life is if you think you can never be happy without it. I was like, ooh, mm. that's... That's that really stops me in my tracks. Mm, So, yeah, mm. to that point, I mean, I think we have to identify when marriage is showing up as an idol in our lives. And it's definitely happened in my life. And I've I've recognized that I have to call that out. And um, it happens to a lot of us, I think, because we're overestimating what marriage can offer us. And Mm -hmm. then we're really underestimating what God can offer to our lives. And at the root of it, we really just think marriage can do something for us that God alone can't. Mm -hmm. And that's a dangerous place to be. So I think today's probably going to be a quick episode because, uh, (laughs) you know, we we don't know that much about marriage Mm -hmm. because we're sitting over here in singleness. But uh, I think that we can recognize three areas where we found ourselves thinking that marriage would either improve 
or significantly impact our lives. And so today we'll kind of just get into like how we think marriage is going to improve our well-being, our lifestyle, or even our relationship with God. <laughs> wow. I feel like what's so great about this is that even if you're like, okay, marriage is an idol, then you can just plug in whatever else is your idol as we're talking. That's good. Whether it's work, a degree, an accomplishment, moving to a new city. That's really good. Whatever it is, if you're like, okay, this ain't really for me. No, it's for you. Because mm-hmm. we all struggle with idolatry, honestly. Mm-hmm. So if you don't, if it ain't for you, just plug in whatever plug it is. In your thing. Taking up all your thoughts, all your attentions, all of your affection. Plug that thing in here. That's great. All right. So for the first point, we idolize marriage because we honestly think it's going to improve our well-being. Like, mm. We kind of see, I think a lot of us see marriage as a shortcut to personal healing and growth. And I think for one, we think that marriage is going to heal all of our issues, heal all our mommy, daddy problems, take away all the baggage, heal Mm. all the trauma. And like you kind of have hinted before, like, we're socialized to believe that marriage or partnership is going to be a band-aid that's going to solve all of our life issues, a.k.a. look at any um, romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. You're going to see it. And we kind of think to like, okay, once I meet the one, they're going to solve all my loneliness issues because I'm going to always have someone to be with Mm -hmm. who's going to be there when I'm sad or depressed or I need company or like when I find the one, it's going to solve all of my insecurity issues because I'll always have someone to compliment me and make me feel good about myself. But Mm -hmm. the truth is like, Nobody but God and maybe some counseling Come on. can really fix that. And so I just want to say, like, if you're struggling with your mental health now, don't get in a relationship. Like, spend some time healing. Go to therapy now. Focus on healing. Because honestly, if you add another person to the equation before you've done the necessary mental work, you're going to end up hurting yourself. You're going to hurt them. And then you're going to postpone your healing. And I think let's not be confused and think that all those emotions that you talked about that we experience in singleness, they are all present in marriage. Yeah. You are really mistaken if you think you're going to be in a marriage and you will never again feel sad. Mm-hmm. You will never again feel depressed. You will yep. never again feel like you need something or you will never again even feel lonely in a marriage. Right. Like there's so many other factors that go into play. So I think that we're really playing ourselves if we think that marriage will erase all of these things mm-hmm. mysteriously. If anything, they reveal it because more. Good relationships are a mirror. Ooh. So and if you can't have face all them emotions, <laughs> girl, if you can't face the issues by yourself, if you're struggling to be honest about the areas that you're struggling in currently, mm-hmm. it's going to be really hard for you when you're married, when that person is showing you your issues every single day. Come on now. It's going to be hard. And mm-hmm. so kind of like what we're saying, like, if, if you can't deal with it now, please don't add another person to the equation because mm-hmm. it's going to be even harder for you to deal with your issues because you're going to have to be da- navigating your issues, mm-hmm. their issues, and now your relationship issues. There's going to be so many things in the equation. It's going to be even hard to figure out, wait, is that my issue or their issue? That's good. Just learn now. Mm-hmm. Work on it now. And so kind of what we said before is like idols, honestly, they suck up all of your thoughts, your attentions, mm-hmm. your affections from the things that are really important. So I just want to encourage us to not get so consumed with the idea of marriage that we neglect to do the necessary work to heal from our own trauma, deal with our pride and really work on ourselves and help ourselves grow. Yeah. And we're not healing in the hopes of like, OK, I'm going to make myself perfect so I can meet the perfect person. No, 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 no. I'm I'm healing because I want to be a whole person so I can be best utilized for the kingdom. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think in addition to our mental well-being, like we also think that marriage will just slap a Band-Aid on our emotional well-being. Mm-hmm. And, and I think the emotional side really resonates with me because like on every personality test, I always test in the, the color blue, which is tied to like feelings, <laughs> relationships, emotions. And so this mm, idea okay. that marriage will be this positive solution in my life to my emotional issues, mm-hmm. um, it really resonates with me. And as I reflected on it, I think a lot of us think that marriage is going to be like a movie to your reference about uh, rom-coms is where like the sole focus of the folks in the movie 
movie, like their purpose is to just end up together the whole mm-hmm. time. It but is. interestingly enough, these movies never start at the wedding because that's the peak accomplishment mm-hmm. of the movie. Mm-hmm. So then we begin to romanticize marriage and mm-hmm. relationships in a way where we think, oh, this is the peak. This is a special joy, a wow. special moment, a special thing that we can only get from a romantic partnership. And we're thinking that, oh, God can't bring me that. This only comes from the construct of wow. this other thing. And what the truth is there, though, is like true contentment is only found in Christ. And mm. Galatians 6, 4 says it so well. It says, and their joy will be in doing what's right and being themselves mm. and not in being affirmed by others. Ooh, I need that. Not in being affirmed by others. The mm. joy doesn't come from other people. True joy is that if everything were taken away from me mm. in my life, including marriage, I would still have Jesus, mm. the merciful, abundantly loving, always has my back, most forgiving man I know, Jesus. And that is more than enough in our lives. Yeah, and we talked about this in a previous episode, but if he's not enough for your life now and your singleness, ooh, <laughs> it ain't going to be enough. It's not going to be enough when you're married either because mm. that person's going to disappoint you. Yep. They are. Okay. Second one. So marriage, we have this idea that marriage is going to improve our lifestyle. And I think a lot of us won't admit it, but we kind of think like life is going to be simpler. Mm-hmm. It'll be easier. And we come up with these if then scenarios. So yes. we kind of say, well, like if I find um, a spouse, then I'll have the relationships I've always desired. I'll have the community. I'll mm-hmm. have a great friend group. We'll go on couples vacations <laughs> and we'll just finally have the community I desire. And if I could just get married, then I could have a really good friend to talk to mm-hmm. and I'll never have to deal with any of my problems on my own. Mm-hmm. Or like, if I just get married, then I won't have to go to my family's house for the holidays. We'll build our own little family and I won't have to deal with all my mommy daddy issues. Mm. The problem with this if then scenario is that when it comes to relationships, no one can actually fix the root cause, which mm. is a heart issue. Only God can really solve that. Yeah. And kind of what we were hinting at earlier is like only God can carry that weight of expectations of healing and growth. And if you put all that weight on a spouse, honestly, it's only a matter of time before they break under that weight. And when they do, they're going to be so disappointed. You're going to be disappointed. You're both just going to end up so hurt. And I think what's funny, again, bringing the reality into the situation. Pastor Gary got me always thinking like the real of the situation. You think that their family don't have trauma? <laughs> That's good. You think you're not stepping into dysfunction with somebody <laughs> else's family? That's so good. You barely get along with your own family. <laughs> now you got to come get along with these strangers that are quote-unquote family, but really just by marriage? Yeah. Yo, do, I mean, I just think about all of the issues that people have in their own families. Mm-hmm. and Because I think about all of the ones in my family. Me too. And I'm like, oh, I got to marry that with mine? So, like, again, let's be realistic. Things don't just go away because Mm -mm. of marriage. Like you said, they are just heightened. You're exposed to even more of Mm -hmm. what you think you're running away from. Right. Mm. That's a great point. We kind of do this financially. I know I've had the mindset (laughs) of like, okay, if I could just find a spouse, then I'll finally get my finances in order because I'll have two incomes. I could take care of this student debt. Mm. But I forget that like when you get married to someone, you're not only adding an additional income, you're adding additional expenses. Come on. And also their debt. And you have different spending habits and you have different Mm -hmm. history with money. So relationships don't solve your money issues Mm. and the truth of the matter is like I can start managing my money well today yep I can steward the small well now and like how can I think that God would trust me with more money if I haven't been a good steward with what I have right now Mm -hmm. that's good that's biblical Mm mm-hmm 
Okay, so last point when it comes to lifestyles is like we think that honestly marriage is going to solve all of our issues when it comes to our profession. Like we think, okay, if I just find a spouse, then I can get that degree. I can have the support I need at home to really thrive at work. Mm -hmm. Or we might think, okay, if I have a spouse, it's going to allow me to dedicate less time to adulting, like cooking, cleaning, grocery Mm -hmm. shopping. And then I can just spend more time on my professions and my aspirations and my dreams. Mm. But the truth is you can be intentional and strategic about thriving professionally now. Mm. Like you don't have to wait for a spouse. You could do that now. Yeah. And we can learn how to adult well today. Yeah. And, and professionally, like you think that you're going to have more time to pour into your profession when you also now have a, a spouse to have you have to pour into every day mm. when you come home like again we, we got to be realistic about this like your time is more stretched as you mm-hmm. begin to engage in relationships mm. not less the more time I was when I was by myself more I had more time for just me mm-hmm. as you build your community think about how busy we are now just with our friends Ooh, always Lord. on a friend date doing this doing that then you got a spouse too I'm like oh god no to our point about time management it's like if I'm struggling with my time management now you ain't I gone. can't steward my time well now why would I think that I'm in a place to steward a whole nother person, another in, my, person. in my life and their schedule also Ooh, balancing Lord. that and I think overall the problem with if then is that what if the if never happens like mm. do we really want to settle for a lesser version of the life than what God God would want to offer us mm. because of the fact that we're waiting on this maybe thing to happen. Wow. That feels like you're really just selling yourself short to yeah. think like, oh, I got to wait on this in order to pipe up in all these areas. <laughs> nah. Pipe up. <laughs> pipe up. Pipe up. <laughs> so I think if you feel like you need help growing in any of the areas we talked about professionally, relationally, um, financially, like we want to encourage you to seek out help and resources now. So like if you need to make that a th- that therapist appointment, mm. cultivate a relationship with a mentor today, reach out to an older successful person who you can talk to for advice because our best life isn't waiting somewhere in the future. The best life for us is right now in the present. Mm, I love that. And and lastly, so we think that marriage will improve our relationship with God. Oh, tell us, Ooh, girl. Oh, my goodness. So I think a lot of us sometimes have bought into this lie that mm. uh, God will be most pleased with us if we are married. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Gary Thomas talks about this in his, his book as well, this idea of us idealizing success as a destination of the future. And some of us are seeing success as an accomplishment for our lives somewhere down the line, ideally once we are married, instead of seeing success as really the daily women of just serving God faithfully Mm, right now. And if serving God is our purpose and this should be the central focus of our lives, then we have to understand marriage can be a means to serving God, but it is not a required means to serve him well, Mm -mm. period. And some of us have seen or been around this, even in the church where we think that marriage is a reward to the folks who have served God best Mm -hmm. and then we start spending all of our time trying to crack the special code that's gonna unlock the reward of marriage on our lives but really at the root of this thinking we think that we can earn something from God like if I do this thing well enough if I serve him well Mm -hmm. enough if I perform in the right way then I'm gonna get this thing that I want but really anything we receive from the father is an extension of his grace and let's remember what grace is undeserved unmerited kindness and favor of God and Mm. that's anything in our lives and so what I think is really interesting is that um, when we idolize marriage we're actually doing the exact opposite of what we think we're gonna do Mm. Uh, marriage absolutely could be a part of us deepening our relationship with God Mm -hmm. but when we idolize marriage we are actually rejecting the love that the father's trying to offer us right now in our Mm. singleness Mm. Mm -mm. adding to that is like we're not only rejecting his love we're rejecting his goodness 
his faithfulness, his intentionality, the perfect plan he has for our lives. We're saying, you know what, God, that's not good enough, actually. Like all the things you've done, yeah, your son dying, the grace, all the mercies you gave me today, all the blessings that I don't deserve, it's actually not good enough for me. I need more. Mm. And I just don't want to have that posture with my father, yeah. with the creator. That's important. Like really when we start to idolize marriage down the line, we're missing out on the opportunity to have a closer relationship with him right now that's in it. this present moment. And Jonah um, chapter 2, verse 8, I, I stumbled on this scripture and I was really really shocked but he says when we worship idols we walk away from our only true love only if you are looking at this and saying oh marriage isn't my thing whatever the idol is mm -hmm. you're walking away from the one true love by wow. choosing to idolize this other thing wow that could have been the episode just right there honestly Man, okay oh i'm sad this episode is over because this was that's a good this one was really good so mm -hmm. in closing don't discredit god he's the only one who can truly meet and exceed all of our hearts desires and expectations God is the only one who can make us whole emotionally and mentally. He's the only one who can bring real healing to our lives. And lastly, like we can depend on God for success in every area of our lives, whether it's finances, relationships, professionally. And if we're struggling in those areas, it's okay to be to go seek out help and get support if you need it. I love that. And really, when we take our eyes off of marriage and stop making it an idol, then we can start the work now. Mm -hmm. So instead of putting off all of these assumed benefits from marriage, we can start walking into Christ's fullness in this present moment. And like Paul said to the church of Ephesus, the immeasurable greatness of God's power is available to us through faith. He did not say through marriage. Mm. <laughs> so to all the single folks, like let's not underestimate what God can do in our lives right now. And let's just keep our eyes on him. Mm. I love it. So if you're loving the podcast, drop us a review on Apple Podcasts, like our girl Jasmine Simone, who said that she's been searching for a high and low podcast that breaks down the word and makes it relevant. And uh, she found that in us. So thanks, Jasmine, girl. That's really sweet, y'all. We want to know what y'all thought about this episode. So do us a favor. Go ahead and screenshot it, post it, and tag us at Rooted Life Podcast. And be sure to tune in this Tuesday on IG Live at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time for a Tuesday talk with our spiritual brother and sister, Jason and Prillier Thomas where we get to learn about their marriage journey. Mm, I'm so excited. Can't wait to talk to them, our folks. I love it. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Stay riveted out here and we will see y'all next week.